an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army of worshippers. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up. Again to these troubles, Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, the 30th of October in the year of our Lord, 2023, and you're listening to Sister on Scripture. Today, we are continuing in the book of Ezekiel, um, and we're going to start with chapter 27. We left off last Monday. um, We did chapter 25, 26, uh, going over the lamentations and the prophecy against um, Sidon, not Sidon, Moab, Edom, Philistia, um, Ammon, and then the judgment on Tyre. And um, we also, we left off with the lament over Tyre. And I just kind of wanted to go over some of the lamentations um, because God has, and the people have lamented um, for a very long time. And so, um, we're, we're going to cover a little bit about Lamentations first. Lamentations is the work of one who had a broken heart. If, as has been traditional view, Jeremiah was the author, it serves as a supplement to his longer work. Certainly the author was a witness to the destruction of Jerusalem and its aftermath in 586 BC, and the book is largely comprised of elegies for Jerusalem. The author alternates between horrifying accounts of the destruction of the city and the suffering of its inhabitants, descriptions and confessions of the sins which caused it, appeals for divine help, and the holding out of, excuse me, I'm sorry, 
and the holding out of hope because of God's great mercy. The overall tone is melancholy. In the midst of the gloom, the author framed the first four chapters in a beautiful literary device called an acrostic. Chapters 1, 2, and 4 each have 22 verses corresponding to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And the first word of each verse begins with a different letter in order through the alphabet. Chapter 3 does the same thing in blocks of three verses for a total of 66. Although chapter 5 also has 25 verses, no acrostic is present. To this day, Jews use lamentations in the religious calendar to mourn the destruction of Jerusalem. And some uh, quick facts that we're going to go over about the dispersion of Israel and the scattering of the Jews in the scripture that relates. In Lamentations 1, 1 through 10, Jerusalem was deserted, despised, plundered, and the people were exiled or captured. In Lamentations 1, 16, the Jews were made desolate. And we're going to read both of those now. Lamentations 1, 1 through 10. How lonely sits the city that was full of people. She has become like a widow who was once great among the nations. She who was a princess among the provinces has become a forced laborer. She weeps bitterly in the night and her tears are on her cheek. cheeks. She has none to comfort her. Among all her lovers, all her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah has gone into exile. Under affliction and under harsh servitude, she dwells among the nations, but she has found no rest. All her persuaders, pursuers, sorry, all her pursuers have overtaken her in the midst of distress. The roads of Zion are in mourning because no one comes to the appointed feast. All her gates are desolate. Her priests are groaning. Her virgins are afflicted. And she herself is bitter. Her adversaries have become her masters. Her enemies prosper, for the Lord has caused her grief because the multitude of her transgressions. Her little ones have gone away as captives before the adversary. And all her majesty has departed from the daughter of Zion. Her princes have become like bucks that have found no pasture, and they have fled without strength before the pursuer. In the days of her affliction and homelessness, Jerusalem remembers all her precious things that were from the days of old. When her people fell into the hand of the adversary and no one helped her, the adversary saw her, they mocked at her ruin. Jerusalem sinned greatly, therefore she has become an unclean thing. All who honored her despise her because they have seen her nakedness. Even she herself groans and turns away. Her uncleanness uncleanness was was in her skirts she did not consider her future therefore she has fallen astonishingly she has no comforter see O lord my affliction for the enemy has magnified himself the adversary has stretched out his hand over all her precious things for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary the ones whom thou didst command that they should not enter into thy congregation And then Lamentations 1.16, where the Jews were made desolate. For these things I weep, my eyes run down with water, because far from me is a, is a comforter, one who restores my soul. 
My children are desolate because the enemy has prevailed. And then in Lamentations 2, 1 and 2, as well as 5 through 6, God has no pity on them and acts like an enemy. Let me get to that page and we'll read that part. Lamentations 2, 1 through 2. How the Lord has covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud in his anger. He has cast from heaven to earth the glory of Israel and has not remembered his footstool in the day of his anger. The Lord has swallowed up, he has not spared, all the, all the habitations of Jacob. In his wrath, he has thrown down the strongholds of the daughter of Judah. He has brought them down to the ground. He has profaned the kingdom and its princes. And then Lamentations 2, 5, 6, where God acts like an enemy. The Lord has become like an enemy. He has swallowed up Israel. He has swallowed up all its palaces. He has destroyed its strongholds and multiplied in the daughter of Judah, mourning and moaning. And he has violently treated his tabernacle like a garden booth. He has destroyed his appointed meeting place. The Lord has caused to be forgotten the appointed feast and the Sabbath in Zion, and he has despised king and priest. In the indignation, in the ignig, oh goodness, that one's uh, got me. In the indignation of his anger, goodness, sorry about that. And then in Lamentations three forty five, God made the Jews an offscoring and refuse a refuse among the nations. And I'll post these in the show notes, the scripture verses. Mere offscoring and refuse thou hast made us in the midst of all the peoples. And then in Lamentations 4.22, Jerusalem's punishment's coming to an end. The punishment of your inequity has been completed, O daughter of Zion. He will exile you no longer, but he will punish your inequity. O daughter of Edom, he will expose your sins. And that is bringing us back to, um, you know, where we went over the lamentation of Tyre. Um, we had just went over, you know, that part um, in that chapter where um, the word of the Lord came to, to me saying, And you, son of man, take up a lamentation over Tyre and say to Tyre, who dwells at the entrance to the sea, merchant of the peoples, to many coastlands. Thus says the Lord God, O Tyre, you have said, I am perfect in beauty. Your borders are in the heart of the seas. Your builders have perfected your beauty. They have made all your planks of fir trees from sinner. They have taken a cedar from Lebanon to make a mast for you. Of oaks from Bashan, Bashan, they have made your oars. With ivory, they have inlaid your deck of boxwood from the coastlands of Cyrus. Cyprus. 
Your sail was of fine embroidered linen from Egypt, so that it may so that it became your distinguishing mark. Your awning was blue and purple from the coastlands of Elisha. Elisha. So here, you know, the people they're regarding themselves as all powerful, self sufficient, and eternal, possessing wealth and wisdom beyond any other country. And they even got to where they were thinking themselves as wiser than even Daniel. And so God's lamenting. God is, you know, he has, he's got to show them and punish them because they're, they're starting to think that they are greater than, you know, than he even. And so in chapter 20, um, Twenty-seven. This is, you know, where he's going with that. The inhabitants of Sidon and Arvad were your rowers. Your wise men, O Tyre, were aboard. They were your pilots. The elders of Jabal and her wise men were, were with you repairing your seams. All the ships of the sea and their sailors were with you in order to deal in your merchandise. Persia and Lud and Put were in your army, your men of war, they hung shield and helmet in you. They set forth your splendor. The sons of Arvad and your army were on your walls all around, and the Gamadan were in your towers. They hung their shields on your walls all around. They perfected your beauty. Tarshish was your customer because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth. With silver, iron, tin, and lead, they paid for your wares. Javan, Tubal, and Meshesh, Meshesh, Meshech, Meshech, I think. They were your traders. With the lives of men and vessels of bronze, they paid for your merchandise. Those from Betagrama, gave horses and war horses and mules for your wares. The sons of Dedan were your traders. Many coastlands were your market, ivory tusk and ebony they brought as your payment. Aram was your customer because of the abundance of your goods. They paid for your wares with emeralds, purple, embroidered work, fine linen, coral, and rubies. Judah and the land of Israel, they were your traders. With the wheat of Mineth, cakes, honey, oil, and balm, they paid for your merchandise. Damascus was your customer because of the abundance of your goods, because of the abundance of all kinds of wealth, because of the wine of Helban and white wool. Vidan and Javan paid for your wares from Musal, wrought iron, Cajus, and sweet cane were among your merchandise. Dedan traded with you in sat saddlecloths for riding. Arabia and all the princes of Qadar, they were your customers for lambs, rams, and goats, for these were your customers. The traders of Sheba and Ramoth, they traded with you. They paid for your wares with the best of all kinds of spices and with all kinds of precious stones and gold. Haran, Kaneh, Eden, and the traders of Sheba, Ashur, and Kalmod traded with you. They traded with you in choice garments and clothes of blue and embroidered 
work and in carpets of many colors and tightly wound cords, which were among your merchandise. The ships of Tarshish were the carriers for your merchandise and you were filled and were very glorious. In the heart of the seas, your rowers have brought you into great waters. The east wind has broken you in the heart of the seas. Your wealth, your wares, your merchandise, your sailors and your pilots, your repairers of seams, your dealers and merchandise, and all your men of war who are in you, with all your company that is in your midst, will fall into the heart of the seas on the day of your overthrow. At the sound of the cry of your pilots, the pasture lands will shake. And all who handle the oar, the sailors and all the pilots of the sea will come down from their ships. They will stand on the land and they will make their voice heard over you and will cry bitterly. They will cast dust on their heads. They will wallow in ashes. Also, they will make themselves bald for you and gird themselves with sackcloth. And they will weep for you in bitterness of soul with bitter mourning. Moreover, in their wailing, they will take up a lamentation for you, a lament over you who is like Tyre, like her who is silent in the midst of the sea. When your wares went out from the seas, you satisfied many peoples with the abundance of your wealth and your merchandise. Your merchandise, you enriched the kings of the earth. Of earth, I'm sorry. Now that you are broken by the seas and the depths of the waters, your merchandise and all your company have fallen in the midst of you. All the inhabitants of the, of the coastland are appalled at you and their kings are horribly afraid. They are troubled in countenance. The merchants among the peoples hiss at you. You have become terrified and you will be no more. Ezekiel 28, Tyre's king overthrown. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, Son of man, say to the leader of Tyre, thus says the Lord God. And I want you to notice how in Ezekiel, it, it continues to say, The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, Prophets cannot, to be a true prophet, they cannot speak of their own thoughts or, or what they feel. They can only speak of what God tells them. And so um, Ezekiel's telling you, the word of the Lord came to me again saying, son of man. So everything that he is telling us that he is prophesying is coming directly from God. Because your heart is lifted up and you have said, I am a God. I sit in the seat of gods in the heart of the seas, yet you are a man and not God. Although you make your heart like the heart of God. Behold, you are wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that is a match for you. By your wisdom and understanding, you have acquired riches for yourself and have acquired gold and silver for your treasuries. By your great wisdom, by your trade, you have increased your riches and your heart is lifted up because of your riches. 
Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have made your heart like the heart of God, therefore, behold, I will bring strangers upon you, the most ruthless of the nations, and they will draw their swords against the beauty of your wisdom and defile your splendor. They will bring you down to the pit and you will die the death of those who are slain in the heart of the seas. Will you still say, I am a God in the presence of your slayer, although you are a man and not God in the hands of those who wound you? You will die the death of the uncircumcised by the hand of strangers, for I have spoken, declares the Lord God. So like I was saying um, earlier, you know, the people are regarding themselves as all powerful. And so God is having to, to punish them, to bring them down to their knees. And, and some of them, you know, bring it on to dust because God, even though he's a loving God, he's a very jealous God. And them thinking themselves as God, that's, that's idol worship. They're idolizing themselves. And one of the Ten Commandments is we should not have no other gods before he. He is the one true God. And, and so God is, God's getting ready to, to seriously punish them just like he's punished in the past. Just like with Sodom and Gomorrah. Twenty-eight, eleven. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation over the king of Tyre and say to him, Thus says the Lord God, You had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering, the ruby, the topaz, and the diamond. The beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the lapis lazuli, the turquoise, and the emerald, and the gold, the workmanship of your setting and, and sockets, I'm sorry, settings and sockets, was in you. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were the anointed cherub who covers, and I placed you there. You were on the holy mountain of God. You walked in the midst of of the stones of fire. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created until unrighteousness was found in you. By the abundance of your trade, you were internally filled with violence and you sinned. Therefore, I have cast you as a profane from the mountain of God and I have destroyed you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You corrupted your wisdom by reason of your splendor. I cast you to the ground. I put you before kings that they may see you by the multitude of your inequities in the unrighteousness of your trade. You profaned your sanctuaries. Therefore, I have brought fire from the midst of you. It has consumed you and I have turned you to, I have turned you to ashes of, on the earth in the eyes of all who see you. All who know you among the people, peoples are appalled at you. You have become terrified and you will be no more. 
chapter 20, the judgment of Sidon. And the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, set your face towards Sidon, prophesy against her and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against you, O Sidon, and I shall be glorified in your midst. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I execute judgments in her and I shall manifest my holiness in her. For I shall send pestilence to her and blood to her streets and the wounded will fall in her midst by the sword upon her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord and there will be no more for the house of Israel a prickling briar or a painful thorn from any round about them who scorned them. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. War and pestilence seem to come as like a messenger from God or of God. Um, you know, when he sends out the plagues and and the famine and, and war and all of that, that's a sign um, to the people. You know, when you start seeing that, you know that God is unpleased by by the actions And, you know, that's one thing that's very important about repentance. We have to, when we, when we sin and when we mess up, we have to repent. Kind of, it, it makes us, when we sin, it makes us, it separates us and it puts a, a hole, kind of like Swiss cheese. And I've compared it to Swiss cheese a lot. My daughters love cheese and Swiss cheese is one of my favorites. So, um, you could think about sin as like Swiss cheese versus, you know, your regular cheese. When when you sin, it kind of puts one of those holes in there and it it causes a separation between you and and God. And see, Jesus came to become sin for us, so that way we wouldn't have that separation between us and God. And when we repent, that's like putting, you know, something there in that hole to, to fix it. Is it, is it still there? Has it been there? Yes, it was there, but it's, it's repaired. Now we, we still have to answer, you know, and give account for every, every word spoken, whether good or in vain or, you know, every sin, we're going to have to account for that, but it does reunite us back with Christ and, and whole completeness when we confess our sins. That's part of the ABCs, you know, the accept that he, you know, is our Lord and Savior. Believe that he conquered death and was resurrected. And confess your sins with your mouth so that we that way you do those ABCs and and you're whole with Christ. All right, um, Ezekiel 28, 25, Israel regathered. Thus says the Lord God, when I gather the house of Israel from the peoples among whom they are scattered and shall manifest my holiness in them in the sight of the nations, then they will live in their land, which I gave to my servant, servant Jacob. And then they will live in it securely and they will build houses, plant vineyards, and live securely when I execute judgment upon all who scorn them round about them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. 
And here, this is saying that those who malign Israel, they're going to be punished. Ezekiel 29. And you'll notice here, um, this one th one phrase is going to be said seven times in the next four chapters. Um, from 29... 30, 31, and 32. The word that, and that is the word of the Lord came to me saying, um, six of those dated uh, Joachim's, and I know I probably said that wrong, forgive me. Um, six of the seven dated Joachim's captivity. And so we'll jump in. In the 10th year, in the 10th month, on the 12th of the month, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all the end. Oh, sorry. And against all of Egypt. This is near the end of 587 BC. And that's from uh, Jeremiah 37, 7. I was going to see if I could flip to it real quick to read it. In Jeremiah 37, 7, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Thus you are to say to the king of Judah, who sent you to me to inquire of me, Behold, Pharaoh's army, which has come out for your assistance, is going to return to its own land of Egypt. Jeremiah is dated um, more so than um, what Ezekiel was. Twenty-nine, three. Speak and say. Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against you, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great monster that lies in the midst of his rivers that has said, My Nile is mine, and I myself have made it. And I shall put hooks in your jaws, and I shall make the fish of, the riv of your rivers cling to your scales. And I shall bring you up out of the midst of your rivers, and all the fish of your rivers will cling to your scales. And I shall abandon you to the wilderness, you and all the fish of your rivers. You will fall on the open field. You will not be brought together or gathered. I have given you for food to the beasts of the earth and to the birds of the sky. Then all the inhabitants of Egypt will know that I am the Lord, because they have been only a staff made of reed to the house of Israel. When they took hold of you with the hand, you broke and tore all their hands. And when they leaned on you, you broke and made all their loins quake. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I shall bring upon you a sword, and I shall cut off from you man and beast. And the land of Egypt will become a desolation and waste. Then they will know that I am the Lord, 
because you said, The Nile is mine, and I have made it. Therefore, behold, I am against you and against your rivers, and I will make the land of Egypt an utter waste and desolation from Migdal to Sien, and even to the border of Ethiopia. A man's foot will not pass through it, and the foot of a beast will not pass through it, and it will not be inhabited for forty years. So I shall make the land of Egypt a desolation in the midst of desolated lands. And her cities in the midst of cities that are laid waste will be desolate 40 years. And I shall scatter the Egyptians among the nations and disperse them among the lands. For thus says the Lord God, at the end of 40 years, I shall gather the Egyptians from the peoples among whom they were scattered. And I shall turn... I shall turn the fortunes of Egypt and shall make them return to the land of Pathros, to the land of their origin, and there they will be a lowly kingdom. It will be the lowest of the kingdoms and it will never again lift itself up above the nations. And I shall make them so small that they will not rule over the nations. And it will be, and it will never again be the confidence of the house of Israel bringing to mind the inequity of their having turned to eat. Oh, sorry about that. I'm going to repeat that, verse 16. And it will never again be the confidence of the house of Israel, bringing to mind the inequity of their having turned to Egypt. Then they will know that I am the Lord God. Now in this 27th year, in the first month, on the first of the month, the word of the Lord came to me saying, and this is 571 BC. Son of man, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, made his army labor hard against Tyre. Every head was made bald and every shoulder was rubbed bare. But he and his army had no wages from Tyre for the labor that he had performed against it. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I shall give the land of Egypt to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he will carry off her wealth and capture her spoil and seize her plunder, and it will be wages for his army. I have given him the land of Egypt for his labor, which he performed because they acted for me, declares the Lord God. On that day, I shall make a horn sprout for the house of Israel, and I shall open your mouth in their midst. Then they will know that I am the Lord. And that is the end of chapter 29. On Thursday, we'll pick up chapter 30. Um, we'll get probably 30 and 31 done. I doubt we'll be able to get 32 done on Thursday. It's a longer chapter. It's the lament over Pharaoh in Egypt. Uh, we may get to that. If not, then we'll get those on um, next Monday. What we don't cover Thursday. Um, tomorrow, I know most of you guys know, if y'all want to go ahead and put prayer requests in the um, 
chat. We'll pray in just a few minutes on that. Um, tomorrow uh, starts the events with the resistance chicks with the Church of Glad Tidings and then Scott, um, CJ, her husband, and then the Cantrells in Oregon. Um, that information is, it's going to be streamed. All of them will be live streamed on bardsnation.com on there. Um, so that way you can find that. If you've not registered for the new platform, you can go to community.bardsnation.com and go ahead and get registered. Um, the information, the confirmation emails, some people have not gotten theirs that were beta testers or even some of our mods didn't get theirs, but they were able um, to go ahead and join even though they didn't get it because um, Hannah or Charlie, I think it was Hannah, had already put the information in on the back end. So um, check your spam folder for the confirmation because it will go live on Wednesday, the 1st, November 1st. And um, the, there's an update on BardsNation.com that gives you, like, the countdown of when it launches. I think it's in the evening, I want to say. November 1st, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So, from right now, it's two days, eight hours, 55 minutes, and 23 seconds. Yeah, I'm not, I don't celebrate Halloween anymore um i used to it used to be one of the holidays that i enjoyed because i enjoyed doing the decorations and and just seeing the kids and that kind of thing but uh i i don't celebrate halloween anymore because of all the evil with it and you know with even with the the pumpkins doing the jack-o'-lanterns they they carved the jack-o'-lanterns the people did um had those if they didn't have a skeleton um, to offer. And uh, Pastor Dave Bryan has a very good video on the Church of Glad Tidings. I have uh, shared it, I think, on Christ Followers Room on Telegram and on Knickknacks. But I'll share it again today in the family room and I'll post it all over so that way you guys can get it. And yeah, paperback, we need to pray for intercession instead. That's why I'm glad that what the um, the resistance chicks Leah and Michelle are doing and um, what Scott and CJ and Pastor Paul are doing and Pastor Dave and all of that. I mean, what what's going on is incredible. Um, to be able to bring the night of, of freedom, the, the deliverance and the healing, that's going to start 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm going to go ahead and put that in here in the chat too. It's resistancechicks.com slash night of freedom. Um, for more info there. And then there's the Church of Glad Tidings. And it's just spelled out church of glad tidings.com. Um, there you can find the I don't think Isaiah 61 is still up, but that will be going on again in April of 2024. Isaiah 61 in Yuba City, California. I'm also dropping that link in the chat, the Church of Glad Tidings.com, and then also BardsNation.com uh, to be able to, to watch those participate. And I mean, if you're available and able to go 
to either of those any of those three events, I suggest you definitely go. It's going to be a wonderful celebration. Um, a lot of deliverance is going to be going on. Um, Glad Tidings is doing a a bonfire burn to where you can, if there's stuff you need to get out of your home that that needs to be burnt to um, cut cords or whatever, then um, definitely you can, you know, they'll have that burning. Um, Dayton, Ohio, or near Dayton, Ohio is where the resistance chicks are going to be. And then Portland, Oregon is where Scott, CJ, her husband, Pastor Paul Cantrell, and their family will be. All right, guys, I haven't seen any prayer requests so besides the praying for intercession. So um, we'll go ahead and pray and close out. Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us this, this time and this space to be able to worship. Thank you for... Um, Scott being able to do bended knee this morning, that was such a, a surprise and a great blessing to, to have that and have that fellowship because, you know, the podcast doing it the old way and, and just having it and uploading it is wonderful. But a lot of the fellowship happens in the live chat where, where people can, can ask for prayers and, and, and just talk freely. And so Father, we thank you for that ability to have that up and going. And I ask prayers for for all of us that are out there trying to spread the gospel, trying to spread the word of of God and of of your son Jesus, that that you put this the shield of protection, you know, like the armor of God, that we all keep our armor of God on every day as soon as we wake up, you know, slip on the gospel of peace and and wear our shield and our helmet and our the belt. And so, Father God, just be with all of us as as we go out and, and try to have wisdom and discernment. Father, we pray for intercession tomorrow that the day that is so evil, Father, that we're going to reclaim that. We're reclaiming the dark for light. All the dark we're claiming for, for your light, Father God. We we are not going to allow evil to just run amok and us allow it to stay free. Because we have the, the ability, we have the power that you give us, God, from you to cast out all of all of this, all of this evil, all of this this pain and suffering. We have the ability to rebuke it and and tell it to go back to hell where it came from. Father, for for all of those that are sick, you know, Duncan is still, he's healing. Um, it's been nice to have him back. And for Jeff, who is who's getting well and song scripture, my thoughts, and, you know, um, such a blessing to, to have health that sometimes we, we don't realize some things that what we have until it's till we don't have it. And we allow doctors and others to, to spell cast on us. Like Scott said before, you know, we we go to the doctors and they tell us that this is wrong, but but God, you tell us that by his stripes we are healed. And so we we rebuke those spellcasters. We rebuke 
any of the any of the words that say that that we cannot be healed any of the words that say that we are full of disease because i don't accept that you don't accept that father god and so we just we we tell that to go no more it doesn't have a hold on our bodies it doesn't have a hold on our lives you do father we are we are perfect you created us perfect in your image our bodies are pure and wholesome and we we must protect our temple protect our kingdom that you give us and that's our body so father for for them spraying you know in the in the skies you know we can't we can't prevent that um all we can do is ask for your prayers over that because this spraying is is causing a lot of sickness like with punky and her family and and so many others they're they're getting sick from the graphene oxide that's that's in these planes it's not getting burned up so father god we we pray healing over that that it's not able to harm us to harm our 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 lands our farms our children our animals we we claim life we speak life and father god for this for this holiday that people are celebrating tomorrow, we, we just pray that they they stop. They may be alone or feel like they're alone and everybody else is out doing this fun thing, but it's not a fun thing. Like Anton LaVey said, you know, he he thanked parents for allowing their children to worship the devil one night a year. Let that sink in. Father God, it sunk in with me and I, I just pray that you let that sink in with others. God, I'm so thankful for, for your son and for his mercy and the grace that's offered to us today and every day. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys, thank you all. I've got to, I'll close it out with the song here, the the song of Ezekiel and when it goes off I'll go ahead and shut it down I'll see you guys back on Thursday 11 a.m. Eastern Time 8 a.m. Pacific God bless and love you guys
declaring the word of the Lord. And I hear the voice of Ezekiel prophesying to these dry bones. Live again, live again. Those who are sleeping, those in the grave, live again, live again. Those who are sleeping, those in the grave, live again.
African to these troubles. Bye.